Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just a piece of advice for Greg Hardy. When you're coming back from a suspension for domestic abuse, maybe show an ounce of contrition, and maybe you don't use the term guns a-blazing. Enjoy the show. Yeah! Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And we are moving into October. Uh, well, I guess it's second weekend of October. Real, uh, yeah, that's right. In real season here. Yeah. So um, we got a front that just blew through and, you know, the uh, Wisdom of the Wannabes North Studio. So things are feeling a lot better. It's, like, uh, um, it's muggy and dry down here. If you can beat muggy and dry. Well, let's uh, go back to the, you know, last week we took a look around uh, college. I kind of want to save football till you know, we get midway through. I think that will definitely show us a little bit more than what a quarter is going to show. Um, But talking about last week, you know, our three big surprises. The first one uh, for me has to be the fact that the great state of Texas got not one but two teams into the major league playoffs and are now into the you know American League divisional series with the Texas Rangers, who I think won four games in April, and the Houston Astros, who won, I think, a total of 50 games last year. Yeah. Very impressed with both those guys. Well, it's pretty sweet, and I'll tell you what else. The um... – what was impressive to me is the Astros have been so like like pretty bad on the Terrible. road. Uh, like the season, th- this season on the road, they haven't been very good at all at home. They're fantastic, and they mm-hmm. went to Yankee Stadium and then they went to uh, Kansas City one game one. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker today. Uh, yeah, I, I missed that because you know our game went fourteen way long, and. Uh, you know, by the time I walked in, you know, the first I'd seen Astros are up three nothing, and then I think I saw four nothing. They were up like four to one, like in the you know, and then I think when it hit about the sixth inning, it was they, Kansas City just chipped away at it, and you know, ended up winning five four. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I mean, for them to split in Kansas City, okay. I think you take that as a win. Uh, for them to get past the Yankees, huge win. For the Rangers to go and take two in Toronto against, you know, looking at the preseason selections and everybody around here is talking about ESPN, I think, has 20 some baseball analysts and all 20 of them picked Toronto to win. It is the only series where they had a unanimous selection. So that may still happen, but, you know, you've got to figure in the next three games you're going to get a win. Right. Well, but you'd like to think that the, um, you know, I, I think it's great for the Rangers uh, that, you know, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, 14 innings in the playoffs is uh, that's that's taxing on your your bullpen. Uh, oh, God. Well, I mean, that was we didn't know who was going to pitch the fourth because everybody he literally pitched everyone. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, but they all pitched one inning, so it wasn't bad. You know, they did their job. Uh, that turf in that stadium just looks ridiculous. The fact that that's a major league ballpark is embarrassing. But uh, you know what would be great is to have an all-Texas, oh, yeah. uh, you know, American League championship series. Oh, be, the players would love it because it's, you know, like a 20-minute plane ride. Well, and also the fact is these two teams, are, you know, the rivalry, there used not to really be one because it was just interleague right. and no one cared about it. But, you know, this season, uh, A, the Rangers, I think, beat the Strohs pretty much. You know, I, they didn't win every game, but they that's how they got back into this race. Well, they played a lot of games late. Yes, and they, and they beat the Astros when it counted. Yeah. So you had that, plus you had the managers getting into it. And, you know, I think benches cleared at one point down at, in Houston in August. So they don't like each other. So that would be great. Um, I agree. And I also think it's it's karma coming back on uh, Toronto. And granted, you and I, as this podcast knows, we really don't follow baseball until it gets to the playoffs anyways. But it sounds like uh, Toronto – you know, dogged a couple of games purposely to get Texas rather than uh, potentially getting the Yankees because they thought they could beat the Rangers. So I like that. That makes me feel a lot better. So anyways, that was, uh, you know, the first big surprise of the week uh, because they clinched, you know, last Sunday, I believe. The other one, um, you know, we'll get to all these things, but to see that the – there was no scandal two weeks ago with an officiating crew that really hosed UT. And then to see the officials screw up again. And this time the conference comes out and says, yeah, our bad when it came to the Kansas state, Oklahoma state game, I was just surprised that, you know, that, that one was so much more blatant, I guess, than the eight in y'all's game. Um, well, what was it? That kind of surprised me. This was the, uh, this was the, uh, what was this, like the extra first down? Yes, something like that. I mean, I don't remember exactly what it is, um, but, you know, that was just kind of shocking to well, me. Well, I'll tell you why. And I wrote this down in some of my notes here. I, I, you know, when they're going to Morgantown this weekend, and I'll tell you what, um, you know, what, what goes up is going to come down. At some point, and, and I'm not saying they're going to get hosed by the refs. I'm just saying they're not going to get these calls. They're not going to get. Um, I, I I I agree with you. I you know I was like, well, are you kidding me? Oklahoma State two weeks in a row, like, or not two weeks in a row, but two out of the last three weeks. Um, uh, that's it's not shady. It's just come on. Um, but uh, and, and you're right. It was uh, an extra first down that they gave them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Drive, I think, to uh, you know, win the game at the end. So I promise you, they will not get any sort of similar calls in Morgantown. Well, we'll get to that one because yeah. I think that game is being hyped up more than it should be. I agree. And then my uh, last, um, I guess I can cover it now since we are recording this on Friday night. Is I just can't believe how god awful the Texans are. And I also can't believe that I'm surprised by this because I truly thought the defense, you know, we talked about this. I thought the defense would be like the Ravens in 02. Yeah. You would have a lot of low scoring games and, you know, not much offense, but they're just getting beat. You know, you get, you got beat by Hasselback, who basically had the flu. You got beat by Frank Gore, 
You got beat by Andre Johnson. You know, now it's one and four. And, you know, what's his name? Uh, Bill O'Brien came out and is now gone back and switched and renamed Hoyer as the starting, starting quarterback, which basically tells you how screwed this team is. Well, they were screwed when they came into the season as Hoyer or Mallet as the option. And Mallet is no, Absolutely. Mallet is no better than Hoyer. In fact, when they, when they started Hoyer at the beginning of the season, people were up in arms. I was like, I would fucking start him too. This guy's got a little bit more NFL experience and pedigree. He's not awesome. But, um, you know, they obviously changed that right away. But I, it, it really is. It's baffling. They, they do not look good. And what's shocking is their defense. My word. Uh, I, mean, I mean, 48 points to the Falcons, over 24 points to everybody else that they've lost to, the Chiefs, the Panthers, and the Colts. And the only team they've managed to beat is a, you know, a horrible rebuilding mess in Tampa Bay, 19-9. This is, you know, I, I know that people, and I don't know if it was Lil C or who else, people took Houston probably in the fifth, sixth round of their fantasy drafts, you know, thinking that if they didn't go now, they'd lose them. Right. They are regretting that one big time. Oh, yeah. They, um, they, man, they don't look like there is a silver lining at all. Um, like, I, I, it's, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. Well, I think what's interesting is uh, Grantland had a piece today that was talking about uh, the Belichick coaching tree, which we did cover on, um, you know, just I want to say a couple weeks ago, maybe during our our previews. But, um, you know, you look at the people who have come out from his program and what they've done, the pros, because one of them, you know, is doing okay, I'd say, in uh, college. But. Saban, 15 and 17. Josh, Josh McDaniels, 11 and 17. Romeo Cornell, 28 and 55. Eric Mangini, 33 and 47. Bill O'Brien, 10 and 11. And it doesn't even touch on Charlie you know, Weiss's uh, college resume. Well, you know what I think the interesting thing about all that is, is all of those guys that you named are really, really good coordinators. Yes, they're really good okay. coordinators, and um, you know Romeo Cornell, who has was never a, a good, you know, never really a great head coach, um, but is just a wonderful defensive coach. And yeah, I take that, but that just sucks to have, you know, my team continue to have great coordinators, you know, Don Capers, and you know some of the other guys, right. given head coaching experience, and you know. I still think that, uh, well, I'll say this. I'm concerned that, you know, we are going to be fighting for a top five draft pick. And I don't know yet what quarterbacks are coming out in the draft. But I can tell you what, there's not a game changer I can think of right now. Well, I was. Fu- it's funny you said that. I was thinking about that earlier. They were talking on the radio about it this afternoon. And I think, you know, the you're right. I mean, there's certainly no, you know, Bridgewater kind of player right, who's who's kind of the whole package, uh, you know, been playing for a long time, you know, starter for two or three years. Um, you know, you got the kid at Cal who's, you know. Think, Watched him live, not impressed. Well, I, I mean. Regardless. Sorry, I got a nationwide ad playing in case you can't miss that. Well, I, the, the point is with that Groff kid or the, the Cal quarterback is he's, he's, you know, the game you saw notwithstanding, he's a really smart, poised good pocket passer quarterback 
Um, it'll probably be the first quarterback taken uh, if, you're, yeah. if you're saying if you're looking at it right now. But I'm with you, man. <clears throat> I think you got to like hope Jadavian Clowney has a good year and package his ass up to go trade something. Well, Clowney's hurt again, so uh, well, I heard the last thing I heard is he should be good to go. Yeah, he should be good to go. But I mean, again, it's another one. Now I'm not going to put him all the way down to, uh, you know, Odom or whatever. You know, oh, not Odom. What was the dude from Ohio State with the brittle knees that looked like he was 800 years old in basketball? Okay, yeah, I'm not going to put him there yet. But it always seems like there's something with Clowney. So it looks like uh, you're right. It's you know golf coming out, and the next guy is Michigan State's Connor. Cook, oh yeah, Connor Cook. Which you know what, with Bill O'Brien's system and a Big Ten quarterback, that's probably not too bad of a fit. Well, uh, it, it's not, but you got to think of: Are you going to use a top three pick on that? Well, that's true. I mean, well, what they're showing here, I'm looking at a way too early mock draft, and they're probably being kind to. Uh, the Texans right now have them slotted sixth, but behind them in seventh is the Cleveland Browns drafting yet again another quarterback, and it's Cardell Jones. Um, I'd forgotten he's coming out. But the thing is, you know, for that, then you've got a developing quarterback. So, you know, you've got off year. You're wasting another year of Watt. Does Watt finally, you know, the way that we had Andre Johnson for that long with that type of record, you know, surprised me, and that shows you how committed he was to the Texans. I don't think if I was Watt, I would do that. Now, he seems to be a hell of a guy. I'll give you that. But if I can go into free agency and go play for a, a winner rather than a snake bit franchise, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I agree. And there's no way I'm touching Cardell Jones if I'm drafting a quarterback. I'll endure another year of mallet. But, um, the, uh, but you know, a Connor Cook, like a guy who's, I think, a senior – uh, you know, yep. Goff is a senior. Um, these are, you know, these are guys that have been starters or had significant playing time for over two years. Um, I'm taking that over Cardell Jones all day long. Um, but I, you know, like we said, the season's like not even half over yet, college season. So nor the pros. But I think that, that, that I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I don't know what they're going to do because they're in such a bad place and I don't know where they are cap wise. Uh, but you know, a goes this way. You're probably safe. O'Brien's probably safe. Let me tell you, who's not? It's Rick Smith. Uh, He's gone as GM. Yeah, probably so. I think right yes. there. I think their money is it's a horrible positions. You got to think their money is not tied up in a quarterback. Um, no. There's a lot in JJ Watt. Um, I don't know what Cushing's. Well, actually, JJ's. Uh, you know, unless we re-upped him, he may still be in his contract though i do no, he signed a massive thing okay did he sign a big uh, one yeah 100 plus million okay. kind of thing well you can i can tell you it's not on the offensive line it sure as hell doesn't look like it's in the secondary so it could be cushing and you know i don't know what will fork costs for a year but the way this is going they're not renewing his ass. well that's the thing is that if you can get a, a healthy Jadavian Clowney that puts together a solid year and they're still you know giving up shit tons of yards but he's playing well. It's like, man, would you would you consider trading him if it gave you an advantageous spot, whether it's a you know a backup quarter, a Matt Castle, or a uh, you know, and I don't know what free agency looks like um, in the quarterback region. I mean, usually the big ones get signed, right? I mean, yeah. Russell Wilson I mean, didn't get away, and Rivers didn't get away, and 
Yeah, and you don't get, you know, it very often or not very often do you have a coach trading his starter for an injured quarterback, C. Chip Kelly. Right. So those are my three. What about yours? <clears throat> well, my um, one of my three is the, um, you know, kind of trouncing Arizona State put on UCLA in Rose yeah. Bowl. Um, that was, um, man, they, they, I'm going to say they pretty much dominated that game from start to finish in every facet of the game. And I think it really started with the line of scrimmage. You know, it's funny that you're talking about what was it like the fifth game of the year, I guess, for those guys. And um, it was like the first time you saw that Rosen kid have to run for his life sometimes. Um, you know, he had he didn't have any touchdowns, I don't think. I, I, no, he had two. And 280 yards. Yeah, but and he, threw, he had one pick, um, but he, um, man, he looked like he, like, well, I remember looking at his numbers and thinking, man, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like that. Yeah, I don't think I watched that game. I was uh, you know, on something else. I can't tell you what it was. But anyway, but... I was surprised that, you know, not necessarily, I mean, I think the Pac-12 is fairly competitive, but, um, you know, they went in and just beat their ass. And I was, I was surprised to see that. Um, the next thing I'm surprised to see, and it's kind of like, I'm surprised by it. And I got to ask a question is, you know, the Florida Gators. Yeah, that one sounds like a, a rebuilding project that is just a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's funny because I asked the question here is like, so, you know, how much are we taking these guys seriously right now based on. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what, what's impressive is in. They're four and zero. They started the season beating New Mexico State, trouncing them, which is no whatever. Um, and then every game they've played has been a, uh, except for the, I think the, what was the, uh, what was the score in that Arizona or Ole Miss game? Was it like an Ole Miss was thirty eight to ten? So I mean, they took it to them. Everyone else has been, you know, within a, a, a touchdown. Yeah, a point like Tennessee was a one point game. Um, they had another nineteen to nine. East Carolina, I think it was nineteen to nine something. But uh, Kentucky fourteen to nine, and ECU is thirty one twenty four. So okay, so yeah, with they've been close and they've been getting it done. Yeah, they've that's exactly right. They've been tight games and they found a way to win. And then they put it all together, obviously against Ole Miss. Um, this is like what I like looking at Florida and their schedule and what they did to Ole Miss. This is like what I envisioned for Texas in like two years, like them doing something like this after having just two, sh three shitty years. But anyway, they, um, they have the next two weeks will be interesting. They go to Missouri and then they go to LSU. Now didn't uh, Missouri just bench their quarterback or suspend him or something like that? Uh, I am unaware of that. Yeah. Chance mock uh, is out for this game. Uh, so I'm uh, well. It's at Missouri. Yep, um, and I think Jim McElwain, uh, you know, it was a hell of a hire for them. Well, he's a Colorado he's, State guy, right? Yes, yeah. he was. So yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I was, I was, no one was paying attention to the Gators, and now I think they're 11th in the country. So. Uh, yeah, I mean they're definitely way ahead of where they thought they'd be. Yeah, I I saw I was pretty surprised uh, by that by just that game. Um, and I'll be interested to watch the Gators. I mean, obviously, I think it's fun if uh, Florida, you know, is relevant and good again. But the I'll tell you what, their schedule is extremely favorable. Um, after those back-to-back -back road games, they get a bye week, then they get Georgia. But they don't play the only teams they're playing out of the 
West are LSU and Ole Miss, and maybe one other one, but I think that's it. And only with OU, I mean with LSU, that's uh... well, no, but I'm saying they don't have to play Auburn, any Auburn, Alabama, A and M, Mississippi State, Arkansas. I mean, not that Auburn's good, but they don't have to hit. They don't have to play any of those teams. I'm just saying the favorite, the schedule sets up very well for them. Oh. If they can get through these next three games, going two and one, that's looking all right. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, all right, my third uh, and final and painful surprise is the uh, dumpster fire <laughs> that is the University of Texas football team right now, um, and just the how you could almost watch it. There was a point in the game when you watched the players and you just watched everything and you just knew that's it. Yeah, the only problem is that was a kickoff. Yeah, well, I was going to say that was at, um, you know, that was uh, like in all honesty, it, it, five minutes into the game. It was, I mean, it was, it was so bad so quickly. I, you know, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I think, I'll tell you what, I, I think that the, I mean, at the end of the day, the thing that I'm most disappointed about um, is the, um, is is the player's lack of effort is the you know the lack of pride just the sheer like just throwing in the towel like everybody in the free world can read your body language and know that you are just like like you've given up on the season yeah like like sounds like you've given up on each other internally yeah that it, exactly right and and so that was the most disappointing thing you know i can sit here and tell you things about the game plan but it, you know when you're up when you're down 30 to nothing in the first quarter you know you're your game plan's out the window right there is no game plan but I, i'll tell you this i mean from from just a sheer execution perspective they need to find players i i there's i almost wish with the uh, like two exceptions they would tell every senior and junior Unless we have an injury to these young guys, you ain't playing. Yeah, this is the, there's going to be one more year of weeding out um, the old shit, and I'm not saying all of them because I think Jonathan Gray is a great team member, and everything that you ever hear about him is he's like a great leader and a great teammate. Uh, same thing with Duke Thomas, one of the hardest working guys, not the most talented, but outside of that, like, damn. Get these guys off the field, and I, I just think get them out of the locker room. Yeah, get them. Just get and, you know, we can't right now. But I, I, I think the the just the they have to like show up with some pride. They have to um, they 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 have to just put more effort into it. It's you know the it's inexcusable to you know just to 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 give up like that. And you know game planning wise, I mean here at the end of the day, offensively, I think defensively they're doing. I mean. Them giving up, notwithstanding, the last couple of games defensively, they came out and started the game at a three-and-out stop against TCU. Texas is pumped up. That's how they started the game, and then the shit fell off, as you well know. But they they gotta they got to keep getting better on defense because they're getting better on defense. They have to build confidence. Um, but, uh, you know, if Gerard Hur doesn't learn really, really quickly how to, how to complete an intermediate pass – like of yeah, twelve yards, fifteen yards, like on a pretty consistent basis, like they have no chance because him they they have stopped the scrambling. Like the draw her yeah. scrambling is is has been figured out and it will be figured out for the rest of the way outside of maybe Kansas who just can't do anything about it. Or tech. Because you know, at least your you know, your wheels falling off, 
you still kept him under 82 points. So That's... you had a little bit more pride in you than Tech did last year. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, both of us had rough weekends because, you know, the team that I thought, you know, had turned a corner somewhat as far as defense went just got lit up. You know, Baylor hammered us. Well, and Baylor's going to hammer, uh, hammer everybody, everybody they play. I'm sorry? I Baylor's going to hammer everybody they play. Yep. I, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, not knowing how things were looking, I think we both thought TCU would probably be better, but that was before they lost, half, you know, all their defense, even though I think I saw that some people are starting to come back. Um, but, yeah, so – Let's let's get into this week's game because you actually have a big one. You know, it's not as big this year as it, you know, sometimes is, but that's I'll be honest, it's better when these are top twenty teams at least, even better if it's top ten. But Texas OU is Texas OU. Yeah. Now, here's my take, and you can rebut it as you will, but there is very little I have seen of Oklahoma that and of you guys. That leads me to believe that this game is going to be close. Yeah. I, you know, I think you guys have got a, as you were saying, a dumpster fire inside your locker room. And now it's spilling out onto the field. Um, you know, they'll, now granted, they did just take West Virginia down uh, pretty well, 44 to 24. Their other team that they beat at the time, Tennessee, was ranked and they only beat them by seven points but you know mayfield looks tough perrin is running like you know he's great and you know they are i mean just in everybody in this league scores points let's say that i and the whole throw it out the window because it's a rivalry game i don't take that one seriously this year just because i think you guys are hurting so badly now you may be able to play them tough in the first half. I don't think you'll see a 37-0 to zero half uh, like you did last week. But I think I, I think OU just runs you over. Yeah, I, um, I, don't, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, you know, like you said, the dysfunction on the team, obviously spilling over is a bad thing. You know, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. It's, you know, we, we were saying the same thing after the Oklahoma State game, like, hey, you lose two games like that, how do you rebound against, you know, arguably one of the top two teams in the conference? And we saw how they rebounded from that. Um, you know, and now you can look at it this way is how are you going to respond after playing pretty tough and, you know, playing two good teams pretty tough and being in it to win at one of them a ranked, well, both of them ranked teams. And, you know, then to come out and completely give up and throw in the towel and embarrass yourselves on national television, you know, there's a teaching opportunity to how do you respond to that? And, you know, at the end of the day, this comes down to, you got to come out there with pride and, and, you know, that, that message and that, that has to come across and that has to happen because without that there, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a, a, you know, 40, 45 to nothing, 45 to nine kind of game. Um, but the, uh, I think that's what you're looking at, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I'll spot you guys, but maybe somehow your special teams uh, actually gives you points rather than taking away from them. So you get a return or something wacky like that. I, I can see you guys getting 17 points, yeah. but I see them dropping 40 on yeah, you. Yeah, I've got a score in 21. My final score is 44-21. 
Um, you know, I tell you what, if they're going to be competitive in this and they're going to, you know, the, here's a couple of just a little nuggets is when Texas is unranked and they play a ranked Oklahoma team, they're five and two. Um, and that includes last year's game where they only lost by five, but in the fourth quarter, they threw a pick six Tyrone swoops. And then also a, uh, they let a kickoff go back about 80 yards and put them on like the 10 yard line. And then, you know, they scored and, but they only won by five and Texas like really dominated that game. Uh, yep. you know, I, and that's the one where you thought swoops may have found something. Yeah, too. right, right, right. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying this team has an opportunity because I promise you this, and, and I don't blame him at all. If you're Oklahoma coming into this, I don't know how you couldn't have the mindset of, dude, these guys are a train wreck and we're going to trounce these dudes because they're confident. They're feeling good. They're winning. They're looking good. They're looking like, you know, in all honesty, like they're going to be in this thing in the conference, no doubt. Um, and they know that what all this animosity and bullshit with Texas is coming on. And it, it, my point is, and although we haven't seen it, it's an opportunity for Texas. Like you can come down and punch these dudes in the mouth from the get go and get a couple of quick strikes and kind of get them back on their heels. Then you got a chance to make this thing competitive and to stay in there. But you know, you, if you are able to come out and set the tone in the first five minutes of the game and play with more intensity than you've played with all year, like it can, you can do some things, you know, but it's like that. I, I think that's what it's for them to have a chance for this game to be competitive. That has to happen. You're going to know in the first three or four or five minutes, how this game is going to go. I think. Yeah. Sorry. I'm dying here, but um, I, um, uh... I would say, you know, the old puncher's chance type. Right, 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 right. You you come out swinging like you're saying, and you can set the tone. It's just right now I don't have a sense that, you know, anybody on that team supports each other, you know, and that when things go wrong, which in almost every game they invariably go wrong and you have to maintain focus and say, all right, you know, I held that time or you ran the wrong route. And you move on to the next play, and you know I just think that there's going to be finger pointing or, God forbid, tweeting at half. Um, you know, it's just I think that's where your problem well, is. Well, I, so. I think you're right, and I think it's up to them to do it. You know, I also think, you know, this damn team needs a bye week like there's no tomorrow, uh, like absolutely no tomorrow. But yeah, you know, you're right. They they. They they need to start playing together as a team and start trusting each other and start you know getting each other's back. They look at little things like Deontay Foreman needs to be getting almost twenty carries a game. Uh, yep. I, I got to think they're going to come out with a different offensive game plan, but you know we'll see. I'm not at my final score. I've got forty four twenty one. I think <clears> Texas <throat> will have a little bit more success moving the ball. I think they'll come out with a different game plan. Uh, so. Damn. All right. Um, I'm going to go I'll, – I'll stick with the 44, but I'll drop it down to 17, like I said. Okay. My Red Raiders have homecoming. That's right, baby. Coming in the Big 12, you schedule one of two opponents. <clears throat> or I guess I get last week they scheduled UT, which I was shocked about. Um, Iowa State or Kansas, and we went with Iowa State. Um, I think this is, you know, again, where we need to make sure that we get things back on track after uh, an embarrassing win, or I'm sorry, an embarrassing loss. And then, you know, two weeks in a row now, you know, this is the Cliff Kingsbury skid, if you want to call it that. Can we stop it at two games? You better against Iowa State. Now, 
<clears throat> I am really curious of what Vegas knows that I don't, because I know that our defense is not good, but the Tech's only favored by 10 and a half here. And that kind of surprises me and concerns it's, me. So is it a night game? <clears throat> it is a 230 kick at the Jones. Okay. So um you know, the over-under is 74 points, but, it you know, they're expecting Iowa State to score quite a bit on us. Evidently. So. That's uh, that's kind of concerning, but, you know, maybe it's easy money. Who knows? Uh, Baylor at Kansas. Baylor's going to kill them. Kansas is starting a third-string uh, quarterback. Hey, do you think – here's my question for you. I read that this was the largest home underdog ever. Uh, God, I don't know because, but I would assume so, unless there's, you know, some of those paycheck series that sometimes end up in a home and home occasionally. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's the thing is like, you never see, you know, Alabama playing, uh, you know, Chattanooga in Chattanooga. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, I would say that usually the highest I see is in the thirties for the most part. So yeah, 45 points is just ridiculous. and. I don't. They don't have the first half line out yet, but I'm going to take a look at it in the morning. But even that's probably going to be 28 something points. Oh gosh, yes, I would bet it would be. Yes, I bet it would be a lot, a lot. And that I may actually take because uh, they do I, those. Five scares me. They'll do their scoring early and then back off. You know, I think I. You know, how many points do you think they're putting up? Like, what do you think they're getting in the 70s? Uh, you know what. Yes, I do, because Kansas is so bad, and those coaches in Baylor are such pricks that, yes, they will. I th- I'm 66 is what I'm putting it at. Uh, you know, that could be – you know, I should change the uh, tiebreaker this week to this game just to see how high it goes. But, oh, well. Um, the game that I'm interested in, we, and you are talking about earlier, is, you know, 5-0, very lucky Oklahoma State team going to West Virginia and West Virginia is favored by a touchdown. I, uh, I actually like Oklahoma state and the points here. Um, just because, you know, I think you saw what West Virginia truly is when they played OU, you know, OU's good. I'll give them that, but losing 44 to 24, the rest of the teams that they've beaten are, uh, Georgia Southern, do you even know anything about Georgia Southern? I do not. Okay, well, they beat them 44 to nothing. Uh, they played Liber- Liberty. They beat them 41-17, and they beat a god-awful Maryland team 45-6. to So their first big test was Oklahoma, and they failed. Yeah, I, I watched that game. I watched a good chunk of that game, and... The I thought West Virginia at times looked pretty good. They were able to do some things against Oklahoma, um, but I, um, I all that that you said I agree with. I think they will beat Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't know if they'll beat them by a touchdown, but I think they're going to win this game. Um, I just feel like Oklahoma State is the football gods will will. Rear their heads, if you will. I, <laughs> All right. Well, I I'll take Virginia. my Cowboys, and uh, you know, you know, especially the Cowboys getting seven points. I, I think that's that's good. Well, now understand. I'm not. I don't think. I'm saying like I think 
you know, three or four or five points, I think, is what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tight game. It's probably going to be a fun as shit game. No, I think it will be, and it's a six o'clock or five o'clock. No, no, six o'clock for us That's great. on ESPN two. That's great. But I will be at the Counting Crows concert, so I'll miss that. Yeah. I'll have to report it. Are you gonna? Um, did you get a time machine to go back to the? Piece? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jones, me, and Leslie will be hanging out. Uh, and then the next game. I think it's going to be pretty interesting only because of who the coach is on one sideline. So Horn Frogs going to Manhattan against Kansas State. Yeah. TCU is favored by ten points here. Man, I'd take uh, I'd take Kansas State in the points, I think. I think I am too. Now again, if we want to be serious, we can take a look at, you know, who they've all played and it's so far nobody. Uh, with the exception of Oklahoma State, and they obviously lost, but they played close. Uh, I just think that Snyder plays very well. Uh, I don't know what their offense does, but, and I can tell you, TCU's got a hell of an offense, as you can attest to. But I just don't know if 10 points against, you know, Bill Snyder at home is, you know, that just sounds scary to me. Yeah, I, I think the uh, I think TCU will win this game. They're a better team. But, man, you and I both know all too well the shit that goes down in Manhattan, Kansas. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Uh, so, like to see uh, – I, I think Kansas State comes out actually with a win here. Oh, so, God, I would be so happy. All right, let me rephrase that. Kansas State comes out by – they will cover. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There, that's what I, I think. That's say. realistic. The win would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, so let's take a look at the other top twenty-five games. Um, you know, we had a, a big one the other night uh, where the Sarkeesian era—is that correct? Or Sarkeesian? Oh, USC. Yeah, it's uh, the clock's ticking on that guy. Yeah, man, that was a that's a rough loss there to Ed home. Yep. Uh, and at home in a you know an environment that's pretty indifferent and unless you're winning and the defensive uh, juggernaut yeah i mean uh washington of course with peterson had their trick play and it worked to perfection uh you know the reverse pass um you know there wasn't a guy within a block of you know the receiver that ended up catching the touchdown yeah. i think they're hurting um I'll see, I'd like to see how this one shakes out in the South uh, because everybody is jumbled up, it seems like. Yeah. Except for, you know, am I missing maybe, you know, Stanford, I guess. They've got to have a loss on their record somewhere. The, uh, no, the Arizona schools yeah, do. Stanford does have a loss. Stanford just drummed Arizona, but they do have a loss. I don't know if it's a conference loss, but I know they've got a loss. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, it was impressive. USC uh, – they had a pretty good rushing game. Uh, their their number one guy, Madden, is really good. But man, their quarterback, two picks, uh, pretty 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 bad game for the quarterback position for both yeah. players actually um, for both quarterbacks. But you know, both rushing games worked well. But which obviously explains the low scoring. You're not going to win a lot of games if your quarterback has 156 yards passing and two picks. And two picks. Yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. The uh, I think the um, yeah, that's. I, I think you're absolutely right. The clock is ticking. That's a bad loss. Uh, scrolling further down, you know, Big Ten action. You have somehow Illinois with only one loss so far. Uh, going to Iowa. Iowa, uh, who is resurging Iowa. Kirk Ferentz, the second coming. 
yeah, five and zero. Oh, I, I think you know they just took down Wisconsin in a Big Ten esque ten to six battle. Yeah. Um, and and they've had you know they've played Iowa State, which for those guys that game is usually tough, but they beat them thirty one seventeen. They played Pitt, who is coming on. They beat them twenty seven twenty four. Um, and then Wisconsin. So I think Illinois may get, you know, the wake up call that, you know, Hey, what you've done so far, you're going bowling more than likely. So, but you're not winning this game. No, you're right. I think Iowa, Iowa wins this game and I think they do it handily. Uh, I think they do it handily. Uh, next one is a horrible matchup. It's just a fact of does Ohio state's offense finally click? Because they're, you know, Maryland is coming, and you know, I think Edsel is scheduled to be fired after this game. I think they've put out basically all the releases that they're expecting that. Yep. So that's not good. But who was say that again? Um, Maryland. Edsel, the head coach. Oh yeah, yeah. Came uh, over Leach, which you know what? Right now, I can't argue with that. Uh, but I think Leach would have done a different job at Maryland. Um, I think this is the game. I, I think this is the week when Ohio State looks like Ohio State again after they've had some kind of interesting, uh, you know, quote unquote, struggling games. Yep. Uh, next one is always a good one: Navy at Notre Dame. Uh, Navy four zero. Notre Dame, you know, four and one on second string quarterback. Navy in that offense is always tough. Uh, They're fun to watch. Yeah, uh, the over-under here is 56 points. I would actually think that it may be under that just because, um, you know, I don't I don't know. Navy's going to control the ball as much as they can. And Notre Dame, you know, their talent should outdo Navy on the offensive side of it. But um, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be that high scoring. No, I don't. And I also think Navy's going to cover the 14 points. No, I can see that. Yeah, I I think um, you're you're absolutely right. If Navy's, I mean, if if Notre and Notre Dame's on their backup quarterback because Lair yep. is out for the year, isn't he? I believe. Yeah, so, so they. I I think if these guys can control the clock, you're absolutely right. I think that's a that's a good call. The under on that. That's probably that's like a. You should you should place that with your money and not mine. <laughs> uh, the other two thirty game uh, that's in the Big Ten is Northwestern at five and zero. Again, at Michigan, you know, at four and one, Michigan favored by 10. Um, I'll be honest with you again, Northwestern has been very surprising, but, uh, you know, they beat Stanford to open the season. They beat Duke. Uh, they shut out Minnesota last week. And I thought Minnesota was somewhat good, but maybe they're not. Um, I just don't know if you can beat this Michigan team under Harbaugh. Now, granted, we have to realize that he still doesn't really have a full recruiting class and they're getting by with, you know, I don't know, just the Harbaugh, you know, halo effect, quite honestly. Well, one thing I'll add to that is the, um, they have looked good and had some really impressive wins, um, you know, considering where they were last a year ago. Uh, Oh, yeah. But the you know they also have a lot more upperclassmen. Um, they have a lot of players that have been there before, and you know it's funny because when I a lot I think look at Texas and I look at Michigan that are in you know kind of similar high profile coaches coming in. You know Harbaugh is more high profile than Charlie Strong definitely, but 
high profile coaches coming in to, you know, some kind of squandering programs, high profile programs. And, um, you know, the power of having upperclassmen that you can immediately come in and instill and have them instill to everybody else. I think that's a, that's a big thing. And I think that's why he's having success. And he's obviously a great coach. We know that. And, and the only loss they had was to Utah, which I think we all have a little bit more of a, you know, of a, uh, positive impression of what Utah. Hell is. yes, we do. So, uh, I, I think that'll be a good game. Now this is the over under for this one is 34 and a half. That to me is, you know, a little bit too low for that Navy, but it's, you know, right in line of where I, I would think it should be. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that bet uh, on, yeah, I'm not. on this game. I do think 10 points is interesting because I'm, I'm inclined to think that Minnesota is going to, or excuse me, Northwestern is going to keep this, make this a game. I, I don't have any visions that Michigan's going to blow them out of the water. I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't think they are. Uh, I, you know, again, I, I just don't – this Michigan team still has a lot to prove to me. I mean, I'm impressed with what they've been doing. But, you know, and they did whip BYU 31 nothing. That's a good BYU team. But they're – you know, they just beat Maryland 28 to nothing. That's not, you know, that's not a stellar score against that. No, you're right. So, I don't know. It'll be a fun game to watch. I'll say that Yeah, much. I um, Going down the rest of the roster here, you know, it's good when we have some good matchups. Uh, LSU, South Carolina, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near competitive. Well, and it's especially since it's at LSU now. Yeah, it's supposed to be at Columbia. This is one of South Carolina's home games. How's that for a kick in the gut? Yeah. Um, LSU favored by 20. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me for them to cover that. Uh, the next one, man, 230 is a big time. It is. Football. Let's spread them out, ESPN. Uh, Georgia at Tennessee. I'm calling my shot here and taking the volunteers. All right. Uh, Vegas is in somewhat of agreement with you because Georgia's only favored by three. Um, I just I, – I think the Bulldogs win. I'll be honest with you. I don't see that this is where they step on it. Uh, you know that's coming. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they – you know, they, they seem to kind of throw in the towel against Alabama. They um, – but I think Tennessee, man, Tennessee's got a little bit of a Texas thing going on where they're a little bit further down the road, but they've been kind of getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And, man, they were so close and, you know, beating obviously a good Florida team, beating a good Oklahoma team. Um, you know, you wonder where their psyche is, but I think this is a good home game, kind of them for them to get a pride game back. They've got some experienced kids that have been with this coach. I don't know. I think a lot of intangibles that lead me to – Make my bet, or not my bet, but make my pit with my heart on this one. Well, speaking of teams that are, uh, you know, needing to, uh, you know, improve and turn some things around, the next one, again, at uh, 2.30, Georgia Tech going to Clemson. You know, at the beginning of the year, I think that, um, I may, I think I did take Georgia Tech to win the ACC. Yeah, I think I did too. And, you know, they certainly have not done that. No. Uh, so Clemson is doing kind of what everybody was expecting Clemson to do. Um, so Double digits. I think a double digit win here by Clemson. Well, they're only favored by seven and a half. But like you, I mean, Georgia Tech's on a three-game skid. You don't go to Clemson, I don't think, and win. Uh, you know, that's not where you end a skid. No. 
Uh, other one, Arkansas at Alabama, you know, after last week, you know, the whole, hey, it's just one loss. Um, I think they've kind of proven that point quite handedly, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, I got, um, how can you not go against, how can you pick Arkansas here? I, I can't, and I don't want to. So I'll go with Roll Tide there. Uh, and then we are getting into games. Well, okay, we we're talking about Florida at Missouri. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take the Gators in that one. Even though Missouri, you know, two years in a row now have proven that they belong in the SEC. But if that suspension um, that I was talking about is accurate, which Lord knows with me, uh, if it is or not, um, and I'm trying to look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I think this is a, you know, this is a tough game for them, but, you know, Missouri has ruled this division for the last, you know, since they've been in the big 12 or, uh, SEC pretty much, um, you know, where do they go? They went to back-to-back conference title game. Oh yeah. Um, but yes, so it is, uh, Maddie mock, their, uh, starting quarterback is out. Okay. So, so that's a big deal. That's obviously a big deal. I think the um, and one of the line, one of their junior linemen. I don't know if he's a starter, but uh, yeah, I, I think that 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 basically heavily tilts the game into the game. Yeah, favor. if you're looking at a backup lineman and quarterback, yeah, I, I think that's right. I, I'm going to pick Florida there. I mean, I think Missouri will keep it keep it close. That's a long trip, but I, I'll I'll take Florida there. Then the game that used to mean a lot, uh, Miami at Florida State. Uh, Florida State is not what they were the past couple of years, but neither is uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah, I think the uh, I, I'm going to go with the upset here and take Miami in a in an upset win here. Okay, based on absolutely nothing other than <laughs> Florida State's not as good as we you know as they were a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to cover the seven, but, uh, I think that they, uh, they do, you know, just get it done. Now, I think they also had an injury this week as well. Uh, but I can't remember exactly who it is, but I just, I don't, I don't see this Miami squad, uh, pulling it off in Tallahassee. That's just me. Uh, and then you've got one Pac-12 game to end the night of pretty big importance. In case you haven't watched the 800 ads on ESPN, you got the Cal Bears going to Utah. Um, personally, I you know I'm still a little bummed, but what Utah did to Oregon was that just last week or was that two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. All right, so they are coming off not only a whipping of Oregon but then a bye week. So um, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Um, Cal, you know, is a good team. I just think that Utah must have a lot of seniors, like you're talking about earlier. They've got a good coach. You know, they're back to being what they were before they joined the Pac-12. So I am not going to call a uh, upset special here. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, the only thing you worry about with a team like Utah is handling success, which, you know, as difficult as handling failure and disappointment is, um, handling success can be just as just as hard. Um, you know, a week off to a team like Utah, you know, some, you know, call me uh, cynic, but 
you could also say that's a week off that they've been able to read all the race about themselves. Yeah, absolutely right. And you got a Cal team that just goes about their business. And um, so I, I don't know. I, I think you're, I think I, I'm not picking Cal to win this game. I'm probably picking Utah to win because it's at Utah. Uh, yep. And Utah is obviously very good. I'll, I'll take Utah here, seven and a half. I'll take California to cover. Uh, all right. Because I, I know that they, I mean, I saw it firsthand. Their quarterback is as poised as, you know, any pro quarterback you, you see in the NFL today. We differ on that one, but hey, you saw one game, I saw another. Uh, all right, switching over to the pros. We know the Texans have already lost. You got Bears going to the Chiefs, two one and three teams which I don't think anybody expected the Chiefs to be 1-3. and three. Uh, I don't think anybody expected the Bears to be 1-3, and three, but the Bears' offense is really bad. Yeah, this and, is, I, I think Kansas City, you know, I don't think the Bears have any illusions of competing for that division, but Kansas City... Like, well, they're also fire-sailing their team, too. Yeah, and Kansas know? City, I think, is kind of like, man, we were supposed to be better than this. This is a desperation must-win for KC. I think they win this game. Uh, the next one is the amazingly 4-0 Bengals hosting the Seahawks. I still don't like the Seahawks offense. Man, I don't like anything about the Seahawks. I think Bengals are winning this game. I, I agree. Uh, they just Their offensive line is horrible. I don't know why they picked Jimmy Graham because they obviously don't know how to use him. Uh, Russell Wilson is running for his life every play. Well, they gave up their starting center to get Jimmy Graham. Yeah, and I think that's showing that that was a bad switch for both teams there. Well, it could have been good if they, like, had a game plan to, like, hey, go watch Seattle or uh, New Orleans film from a year ago. Well, and, you know, somebody was writing about it, probably Peter King, was uh, talking about the fact that, you know, Graham was so good running up the seams, and, you know, that's taking some time, you know, and, and they have protection for Breeze. Wilson doesn't have any protection right now. And when he starts scrambling, you can tell that they don't have a relationship yet because he's Graham isn't really helping him when he's scrambling. The other receivers are. Uh, he's just got to figure it out. So, you know, maybe they write the ship. But right now with Lynch out, um, again, this is a bad game. Yeah, I, I, it's got Bengals written all over it. The, the story, the, the um, Cinderella story of Cincinnati continues. Redskins at Falcons. Godly, this is going to be ugly for Washington. I agree. Uh, Falcons just continue to roll and put up amazing fantasy numbers they'll for all. They win of us. this game by seventeen points, and that's a lot in the NFL. Here's a game that I'm surprised is not in London. Uh, Jaguars at the Bucks, both one and three. I actually, you know, Tampa Bay's favored here. I'll go with the Jags. Yeah, just, I'm taking. I don't care. Absolutely, Jacksonville. I think it's winning this game. Now here's another terrible game, one and three Saints against the one and three Eagles. I honestly wish that they could just skip this game. I, I hate seeing Drew, you know, in this situation at his point in his career, but you know he's beat up somewhat. Um, you know they did, they did beat the Cowboys. You know can't take that away from them. Uh, the Eagles, man, I, I I think this could be a we are turning on our coach type situation. And you, you got to wonder if, if you're right. The, you know, the Saints, I think that was a really pivotal bad loss for the Cowboys. We'll get to that in a minute. But the, um, 
That that they shouldn't have lost that game. That was a bad loss. The uh, whoa, whoa, they won. Saints won. I know it's a bad loss for the Cowboys. Oh, okay. And, All and right. you know, so, oh. so that it's Cowboys in the half. Yeah, that's Let's, that's we'll get to that. That Saints, their one win was that. I think the um, I'm going to take Philadelphia at home in this game. I don't like either one of these teams. I think you're right. There could be some mutiny on the bounty there in Philadelphia. You know, if they win this game, it'll you know winning cures all ails. But these these are two teams that are grossly, I, I don't want to say under the Eagles are underachieving. The Saints are just not good. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, other noon games are Browns one and three Browns at the one and three Ravens with no Steve Smith. Um, you know, geez, this is tough. This is a tough call. This should be. Yeah, I I don't a I won't be watching any of this game. Uh, it, I'll be checking fantasy updates, but uh, I'll give it to the Ravens just for home field advantage. Uh, I think Vegas has them, you know, set as a seven point favorite. I think that's a little high. Me too. Um, I don't know what the Browns are going to be throwing at them, but uh, oh hell, who cares? Let's move on. Uh, a game that could actually be good here: uh, Rams at Packers. Yeah, I think I, I don't know who. Rodgers is throwing to these days. I don't know. I guess Eddie Lacy is running unless he got hurt. No, he's he was out for one game, but he's back. Okay, well, then you've got, you know, the Rams who just beat the Cardinals, and you got Gurley, you know, showing up. I started him a week late in my uh fantasy league, like every everything else I ever did this year. Yeah, this year. For, but I got him playing yeah. this weekend, man. I think he's gonna he's the, I think you're right. I think this is a great game. This is a really, really great game here. And uh, they, I, I think the Rams are just tough. You know, it's almost like Fisher's going to have just one year here in the next two or three years, kind of like in Tennessee where, hey, it came together this year and we made it to the Super Bowl. And then it'll be the other years that he'll be eight and eight or something. Right, exactly right, exactly. Um, all right, so now we're going to get into the three o'clock games, which we're going to go to the one that I'm sh- it is CBS's national game. And from purely a Metroplex traffic nightmare scenario, you've got the Patriots coming off of a bye going to the Cowboys at 325. And first pitch, I think, is like seven o'clock for game three of Rangers at, you know, hosting. Toronto. Let me tell you how badass it is owning five restaurants in the Metroplex area on a day like that. <laughs> well, if you have one that's in Arlington, it should be good. It's not good, and it's not in Arlington. Anyway, well, sorry about that, but uh, I'll tell you it, that you couldn't drag me out to either one of those games if you wanted to, just because of the traffic. But anyways, Patriots, man, you know I think the whole they're going to go sixteen and zero is probably far fetched. Yeah. But they are a upset team, and you've seen it before. When they're upset, they can do whatever they want. If they're coming off of a bye week, um, they, are. They're, they are, I think, damn near like 80%, 90% do they win. The Cowboys, good God. You know, Dunbar is now gone, and he was their scat back that was catching the passes, you know, out of the backfield. You've still got uh, McFadden. I'm sorry? McFadden. Well, McFadden apparently doesn't know that you're supposed to run north and south. Mm. 
he likes to go from one sideline to the other, which leaves your last you know line of defense is Joseph Randall, and apparently they are punishing him from for just being a horse's ass. He's not smart. He doesn't know enough, and he's just not making the play. Wasn't he the cat that was trying to steal underwear or cologne yep. from the mall? That was your underwear thief. Yeah. Okay. So on the offensive side, you know they they are just kind of a train wreck. Now on defense, you had Sean Lee go out against the Saints, and that's a that was a huge loss. But he's back. He's back. Yeah. And you've got Greg Hardy coming back in spectacular fashion. Um, guns are blazing. Guns are blazing. And uh, then you've got Rolanda McClain coming back from his suspension. So, you know, the defense that held them together last year could come in. But guess what? Against Tom Brady and, you know, the rest of that crew with Gronk and whoever is running for him right now. Um, Deion Lewis is kicking ass. Well, I've got – he's doing well, and then Blunt's oh, back, Garrett too. Blunt, yeah. And so – I just don't see this thing being close, to be honest with Dude, you. Dude, it's not going to be close. This is this is going to be where after this game on Sunday night, you know, Brad Sham and and those guys and and all the fans are going to be like, man, we if we were talking about if we could hold it together, and they still can. Don't get me wrong; they could lose this game and still go win. I I was I didn't I had no illusions they were going to win the Falcons game. I felt strongly they would win the Saints game. And that was a bad loss. That was a yep. really bad loss because that win, I think, would have taken pressure off. A lot of pressure yeah, off. Yeah, and it's not like they're feeling a ton of pressure, but they're feeling some. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's any way they're winning this game. And there's not any way that they are competing in this game. Just because, like you said, New England, when they're firing on all cylinders and they you know, are on a blood mission – um, yep. then they're, they're next to unstoppable. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to win 16 games, but uh, they're, they're not going to win fewer than 14. I'll give you that. Um, all right, now moving back into uh, uh, other games, we have the 3-1 cards going to the horrible 0-4 Lions. You know, the Cowboys have an excuse of why their offense is bad, and it's due to injury. The Lions... I don't think have any much of an excuse. Uh, they're just bad, yeah, they're, you know. And having Calvin Johnson right now, which I do, is worthless. Yeah, he's man. He he looks old, and Stafford looks terrible. And, I, and I've heard that he was so beat up two weeks ago. They thought that he wouldn't be able to play last week, and he probably shouldn't have played last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem. Is he's getting killed. Arizona's going to win this game by you know thirteen, fourteen points. I think. I give you that. Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, I'm really impressed with the Raiders yep. are doing so far two and two. You know, let's not get too far away. The Broncos somehow being four and zero, the most fragile four and zero team out there. Yes, and then when you look at who they beat, it kind of explains it. It's that Ravens, Ravens squad, yep. Chiefs, Lions, and Vikings. And, you know, some of these games have been, you know, 23 to 20 for the Vikes, 19 to 13 against the Ravens. Peyton is old. He can't feel with one hand. Their running game is okay, uh, but it's their defense is just, that's why they're 4-0. Yeah. Their defense is phenomenal. They are. I'm taking Oakland in this game. I think Oakland's going to win a game here. I think this is going to be a, uh, I think this is going to be a kind of a, a down-to-earth 
uh, game for the Broncos. You're right. Their defense does look unbelievable. And, uh, but I think the Derek Carr looks really good. You know, um, Crabtree is actually playing pretty well when he's getting his chances. Amari Cooper is just a stud. And Murray running for him. Yeah, is... yeah. They. I, I, this is a. This is a. This is not your. I'll ride your. I'll ride your Raider fever here. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, this is not the Raiders of the last fifteen years. Well, not so far, but it's an early. It's early in the season. That's right. And they are the night game that one half of this crew cares about. The 49ers going across the you know the country to New York, face your two and two Giants. Um, I would say you're surprising two and two Giants right now. Yeah, I I think you go to three and two to be quite honest with you. I think we do. I think with the uh, I'm going to take the Eagles winning. Uh, who are they playing? The Saints. I'm going to take the Eagles winning that game, but they could easily lose it, and it would be you know. But I think the Cowboys will get beat. Um, Washington will get pummeled. Not that they're really in it, but I think this could. This really has a chance to be a. Um, a, a, a big kind of stepping stone win for them. San Francisco is just not very good. Um, nope. Here's the problem with the Giants is, you know, what's his nuts came back. Spagnola um, yes. came back to, and their defense is playing really, really well. Um, their offense, everything from your game planning, everything from your, your, your play calling to your clock management. That's, there's something that's, that's not sinking there and that still needs to be figured out. But they're finding ways to win. You know, Eli Manning is, you know, it's not the prettiest thing, but you know, he he can he can will his team to wins. Um, and I, I I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win it pretty handily. But it's um, I, I think it's going to be a oh wow, this is the sharpest they've looked, and they're going to be feeling good going into the you know going into the next few weeks coming out. What is that? Well, the next few weeks is pretty amazing for you guys just of how you're catching these teams or some of them. So you win the 49ers game. Then you've got at the Eagles, which, you know, I think you should be better than just to be quite honest. Cause again, I, I don't like the Eagles. If the Eagles lose that game to the saints at home. I, I, it's, you almost, you almost got to see the white, white flag being waved in Philly. Yep. Then you get uh Cowboys coming to town. Then you go to the Saints and to the Buccaneers. So, I mean, honestly, and I know that this is not going to happen, but I can see how oh, the next one, two, three, four, five, five games, I think you easily go three and two, yeah. if not four and one. I, I agree. I think three and two is probably really reasonable. I think four and one is definitely achievable. Uh, or, yeah, four and one is achievable. The, uh, you know, division games, as you well know, are different. Um, oh, yeah. Especially playing Dallas. You know, they. Man on the road in the NFL. I mean, you got to, um, everybody needs to respect that. Yeah, so. and you should, you know, they, they should have won that game against Dallas. I mean, they didn't, but you and I both know they should have won that game with just a, you know, just a 10% smarter decision there in the last minute and a half. They win that game. But the, uh, yeah, you know, I'd forgotten. It's not just that, but you guys lost to the Cowboys and the Falcons on bad plays at the end of the game. They were winning by 13 against uh, the Falcons in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, you're just a hair away from being four and zero. So I can see you guys doing a, a hell of a run here. Yeah, I, and so, I agree. I agree. I think they'll beat Dallas. I don't. Philly will be a tough one, uh, and I think they beat Tampa Bay, and that's all I can commit to. And then uh, the last game of the week: Steelers at Chargers. Both teams are two and two. Um, 
you know, I like I, I like the Steelers a lot. Um, I don't really trust the Chargers because you know they do really well and then they disappear. But Steelers uh, have Michael Vick. Oh shoot, that's right. They have, that's right. They have Michael Vick as their quarterback, and I listened to the first game that he came and played. And I think it was when the Ravens beat him. Um, this was just a week ago. I think it was either a Thursday night. It was. It was. It was, it was a Thursday it night was. game, and uh, I was listening to it on the radio. The um, it was blatantly obvious that the offensive coaching staff doesn't trust Michael Vick because the play calling was like like Texas play calling right now. Uh, it, it was just not very good. Now, you know, obviously another week under his belt, they're going to open that up a little bit more. The advantage is definitely with San Diego here, A, being at home. Not that San Diego in and of itself is like, this is the most ideal climate to play a football game. Um, it's still on for, the road. For the rest of this year, and then it's moving to L.A. That's true. But, uh, I think San Diego wins. I'll take. Uh, you're right. Now you. I, I was thinking Roethlisberger, but you're right with Vic. No, I'll, I'll take Rivers and Gordon. Um, so and that's it. That wraps it up. So uh, unless you want to touch on you know women's field hockey or anything, I think we're pretty good here. Yeah, we are definitely good here. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Peace out. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.